You're listening to The Parking Podcast. Views and opinions are my own. This episode is brought to you by Parker Technology, the customer experience solution of choice in the parking industry. Parker's solution puts a virtual ambassador in every lane to help parking guests pay and get on their way in under a minute. Parker helps capture revenue, provides better customer service, enables your staff to focus on other on-site tasks, and keeps traffic moving, all according to your business rules. With the Parker solution, you'll also enjoy access to real-time call data and recordings. Learn more at helpmeparker.com slash parkingpodcast. The Parking Podcast is brought to you by the International Parking and Mobility Institute, the world's largest association for professionals in parking, mobility, and transportation. Learn more at parking-mobility.org. Welcome back to another episode of the Parking Podcast. With us today is Becca White, who formerly was the director of the Department of Parking and Transportation at the University of Virginia. Also, my dear friend and mentor. How are you today, Becca? How are you doing? <laughs> hey, Isaiah, my dear friend and mentor. I'm doing <laughs> yeah. great. Uh, so you, uh, you've been retired, what, a whole week now? How are you feeling? A What's week on today. The horizon? Yeah. Wow. A week today. Mm-hmm. Wow. And congratulations on winning the uh, IPMI Lifetime Achievement Award. Well-deserved. Tell us about this honor. Oh, man. It was so meaningful to me, you know, get, having nearly my entire career in parking and transportation and then have IPMI and all the people that came before me and I stood on their shoulders and we all learned this together. We all advanced and elevated each other. Um, it just super meaningful to me, especially now at the, um, when I'm celebrating my retirement from a great mm. career. Man. And how many years was that career? 37 uh, and plus two as a student bus driver. Oh my goodness. That's incredible. You've done so much in your career. I put you on my Mount Rushmore of parking <laughs> professionals in the university <laughs> in the setting, but uh, let's just take a minute. Like you said, 37 years. So man, take us back to the beginning I think it was straight out of college. So how did little college graduate Becca <laughs> get into parking? It was actually uh, when I was still a student at UVA. Um, UVA, wow. of course, built on Thomas Jefferson's dream, self-governance yep. being a huge element of his uh, outlook. And in mm -hmm. that spirit, the transit service at UVA was mostly uh, student run at the time. So wow. my dear friend from home who had become a bus driver, student bus driver the year before me, said, Becca, I found our people and they're these student bus drivers. So he, <laughs> he led me to the, uh, you know, to apply and, um, changed, changed my life wow. as a bus did driver you, for two years. Did you have to get like a CDL or whatever? Yes. Yeah. At the wow. Well, at this, you know, yeah, 37, 39 so years ago. ago. Yeah. yeah. This was before the CDLs. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I had to get licensed and all that. And, um, I just loved it. And I've had so many friends, UVA student fellow students of mine that all of them say bus driving was the best job they ever had. And these are people who were colonels in the Air Force, yeah. executives at Marriott, uh, you know, uh, things wow. like that. So yeah, it's a great job, great group of people, and especially getting to UVA. And um, it was a little surreal for 18-year-old Becca uh, getting to the University of Virginia. It was a very different atmosphere for me. And I was looking around for my people and there they were driving buses. Wow. So how did you go from driving buses for for kind of fun 
to, wow, I can maybe do this for my career. What was yes. that first while? Like, okay, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Well, the director at the time was Mr. Wally. We all called him Mr. Wally. I did his entire life. And he was very open to all of us learning more and more and more and taking on more and more and more responsibility. With student, the student bus drivers, we were running football operations, hospital commuter services, emergency response, uh, you know, it was all done at a student level, training, discipline, all that sort of stuff. So there was a huge opportunity to learn uh, how to work, <laughs> you know, in, in a real setting. And yeah. the director and I got to be buddies because I used to have to go pick up the paper paychecks on Fridays and we would always sit down and chat. And um, when <laughs> a position came open in the office, I had by that time I had graduated, but I was still living in Charlottesville. And um, he called and said, hey, Becca, there's a job open. Would you be interested? And um, it was assistant director to him and he really paved the way for me. So I was assistant director 13 years and then uh, director for the remaining years. Man, yeah, and I love bosses like that, Becca. I've had a few that kind of, uh, you know, just go out of their way to make sure you're getting the training development and they have a path for you. I can't explain how much that meant to to me in my career, mm -hmm. people like Steve Resnick and Jack mm -hmm. Skelton and, and Mr. Wally for you. And I know yes. you've done that with folks like Andy and some of your other team members. So yep, uh, that's so great to hear. And then Fast forward 37 years, now you're retiring after running all the transportation and parking. <laughs> yep. I mean, 37 years, have you, do you think you've had people that you've helped with parking and then you have helped their kids? Oh, I don't know if no you've question. ever heard any story. <laughs> 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 or no maybe question. even worked with you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel sure that's happened over 37 years. Um, mm. But it's it's funny how everybody thinks they have the original story to tell me about about why they're kid is parking illegally or why they park <laughs> yeah. illegally, but yeah. you know, they, they wow. bless their so that, hearts. Again, that's a, a lot, lot's happened in, in the parking industry, you know, but first let's just talk specifically about Virginia. I know you recently purchased the first uh, electric bus, but uh, you've implemented some of other changes over, over your career. So what were some of the initiatives that you've helped implement you and your team to change yeah. uh, Virginia transportation and parking? Well. Over the years, of course, you look back on it and it, it does. It's like meh, big deal. But um, actually, we were quite on the bleeding edge of a few things. Um, bike share being one of them. We uh, mm. implemented bike share just after the first generation. I guess it was kind of toward the when the very first time the technology was on the yeah. bike rather than in the station, and we got a federal grant to bring bike share to grounds, which was pretty radical at the at the time. We brought real-time bus arrival predictions. We were early adopter of that. We were going all the way back to Mr. Wally, which was back in the 80s, I guess. We were early adopters of pay and display. So, you know, we've always, in a university setting, it's been nice to be able to adopt some of these things really early on and, um, and see how they play out. I guess our, our yeah. most recent thing is to combine the latest darling of transportation microtransit with fixed route, you know, we had never, we had never done anything like that, been reading a lot about it, mm -hmm. hearing a lot of lectures about it. And um, we said, Hey, maybe we can give that a try. And it has, it's been really interesting to implement that sort of thing. And that we've just implemented that this year. So explain that been, a little more for, for 
for those that are not university or transportation, exactly what that means. Well, microtransit being um, an on-demand transit ride. So it's like a a larger vehicle, not a bus, but also not an Uber. You know, it's sort of a halfway mm-hmm. in between, but it's it's certainly a public transit option. And what we implemented it for our late night transit service, we have a we have a smaller fixed route, but then can extend the reach of that fixed route by uh, complementing it with on-demand rides. And we had never put those two things together. It was either one or the other. And um, yeah. and now what you see a lot of materials being published and a lot of fa- grant funding going for uh, municipalities serving areas that would normally be transit, you know. Yeah, fix it, that gap. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, exactly. Well put. This episode is brought to you by RiseTech. RiseTech's Verge data analytics and reporting platform delivers a powerful management solution with integration to your existing technologies. I've actually seen this and it's pretty cool. I hope you check it out. Learn why some of the largest cities in the United States, such as New York City, are using RiseTech to solve their parking and transportation challenges at risetechglobal.com forward slash parking podcast. Okay, well, back way back in 2001, we had a uh, stadium rock show on grounds. And that, you, you know, I know other venues do that all the time, but we actually, um, that was our first foray into selling event parking permits online in 2001 for Stadium Rock Show. 2001, wow. Yeah. Well, I was, was way ahead of the curve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know some universities do- still aren't doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also heard from a from a good friend of mine that you may have issued the first parking ticket ever to a helicopter. You've got to tell oh, me that's... that story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know that's... who I heard that from too. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and that that's true. I'll I'll give that to Bill Kelly, our dear departed uh, enforcement officer. What happened? Oh man, we were all a heli. We have a parking garage right next to our hospital, and somebody in a private helicopter. I guess I had to go see somebody at the hospital and looking around to land and um, landed right on top of our parking garage, right on the roof. And so <laughs> everybody was like, what do we do? What do we do? And uh, Bill Kelly said, well, I know what I'm going to do. <laughs> he marched over there. Uh, gave it I'm glad he didn't boot it because that, that would be <laughs> too much, too much. Uh, that's funny. What, what about just in general? Again, 30, such an impressive uh, long career. What were some of the things you you talked about it in your acceptance speech to the ward? Kind of you saw, you know, when ADA first came out. You know, my that's been around since I've been alive. I, I can't imagine like what that's like when that's just happening. And oh wow, we got to make all these changes. But mm-hmm. what are just some of the milestones in the industry from LPR to TNCs? I, I don't know. What were some things you just you saw of your your career that were, you know, when you first saw it, you're like, wow, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Well, the technology for sure, you know, real-time bus arrival and and things like that. ADA, of course, was was huge. Um, when I was going through my desk, I found my handwritten notes for our transition plan for when ADA came out. But um, I think some of the milestones are along the lines of the shift toward mobility and sustainability and the shift toward advancing a community, you know, shared goals by the whole community rather than, yeah. uh, you know, I think that's a real shift. At first we were literally dumping quarters out of meters and counting quarters. Like that yep. was our job. <laughs> so, 
yeah. you know, to go from that to being on the master planning council and the regional transit partnership and, and coordinating uh, scooter, you know, e-scooters being deployed in your community. You know, it, it's been a big shift. Yeah. I love when IPMI had the parking matters campaign. I don't know if you remember oh, yeah. that. They did that I for do, yeah. five, 10 mm-hmm. years and, you know, advocating to get a seat at the table to be involved. Parking's the yeah. spokes on the, which one of the spokes on the wheel. And um, yeah, so you're right. It went from being the, what's the expression? Redheaded, I hate saying that, but being the <laughs> yeah. ugly duckling to like, being a part of the team and being involved and um, professionals like you helped uh, pave the way for that. Yeah. And speaking of IPMI, you obviously have done a lot of work. I know we've served on some committees. We've written cap questions together. We've, uh, I know you're involved with the PAV board, but tell mm-hmm. us some about, uh, tell us some of the special kind of volunteer projects, maybe outside of Virginia that you've been a part of that, that were memorable when you're looking back on your career. Well, it's, it's hard not to, think of all the work that we did together on the CAP program, um, you know, shifting it from the format that it was before yeah. to the format it's in now, much more accessible, but building that body of knowledge literally and not just making it up, but having all those uh, resources identified and references identified. Yeah. But I, I must say before, you know, in the, in the format it was in before some of the most rewarding work I remember was being on the CAP scholarship board mm-hmm. and being able to get people access to the CAP program before it was in its current form. Yeah. And we still do the CAP uh, scholarship, CAP donations. So I encourage you all, maybe if funding's not available or you're in between jobs, look into, into that, go to the IPMI website and um, we have a golf tournament, this golf, uh, Fundraising Education Committee does a great job with helping raise funds and then people donate, listeners donate. So um, yeah, there's still out there, those opportunities. And I, I can imagine that would be a rewarding job to being able to accept the different applications and kind of change their lives because CAP kind of did change my career. It, it opened so many doors for me and the education. So mm-hmm. that would be a rewarding uh, position yeah. for sure. Yep. I was there when the Parking Association of the Virginia was formed by my by Mr. Wally, allied with IPI at the time, IPI. It's just been a great journey. You know, a lot of ups and downs with state associations, of course, over the years. Um, yeah. But um, it's just been such a wonderful constant bringing that kind of programming to our to the front line to people who don't whose programs can't afford to travel, things like that. I mean, we've had some. Great national speakers, including one Isaiah. Are we? <laughs> I have spoke there. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, so it's a great. Uh, I really love the Parking Association of Virginia's. It is a great one. I love just because I'm a history buff. So I don't know. I just love having those like Williamsburg or mm. Roanoke or some of the different places where I've gone, seen a lot of the history and the presidential houses and, and all that. So yeah, it's fun. Uh, I love that conference and, and the towns that, that they're in. So, all right, now let's get to some, some good stuff because uh, again, just a great career. You're retiring. Let's get some mentorship to our listeners. Um, again, such a successful, rewarding career. Like what, what, what are some advice or nuggets you would give to young, prof- young parking professionals listening that you wish maybe Someone had told you earlier, maybe Wally did tell you, Mr. Wally did tell you that, <laughs> that you want to pass on to, uh, to some of our listeners. Well, 
I think I'd suggest that people uh, say yes when they're asked to volunteer for something or mm. get involved in something. Just say yes. And the second I'd, I'd kind of add to that, if the, somebody doesn't ask you to do it, just you ask them, hey, can I help you with that? Wow. Um, you know, because it's not normally, people will sometimes sit back and wait to be asked. And I guess I'd say be more deliberate about that and just say, hey, would you consider including me in that initiative? I do have a lot of little things like always have a plan B or, uh, you know, um, uh, it's, it's there's life and there's paperwork, but uh, but seriously, I would. Say, <laughs> I saw one. I was preparing for the interview, and I read like Virginia wrote a write up about your retirement, and there was one about smiling. I can't remember, but it was it was pretty cute, and I I could see you saying that, but yeah. I don't know if you even remember what I'm saying about <laughs> stress less, smile more, or something. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I, I can't agree more with with your words of wisdom there. There's all these books about being able to say no and don't be afraid to say no and you know everyone's overworked. But I've found getting involved with IPMI and these different volunteers and state and regionals by saying yes when they put out an email saying we're looking for volunteers. I've always been one to say yes. And number one, the work's not too difficult. Sometimes there, there, you know there's some there's some hard work in some of these committees, but just the networking and the things I've learned, lifelong learning through saying yes has been so important. And yeah. uh, my son's going into high school and he had um, like the principal talked about servant leadership and he he talked to one kid that was graduating who, you know, won all the awards and is going to school, uh, the best schools and had the best SAT school scores and all that and asked about kind of what advice would you give to these kids on how you're able to do so much? And he said exactly what you said, that find out who's running things and then go ask them, how can you help? And yeah. I just thought, cool. like you said, where maybe you're not even asked, go ask. Like, uh, <laughs> it's like yep. I, I've, I've, my whole career, I've, uh, I've never been afraid to reach out to you or even like, mm -hmm. I, I sent like a cold call to Donald Shoup, an email, and he responded and wow like a lifeline ever since on questions and papers and books I've I've written. So it's like don't be afraid of failure. I know the guy spoke on that at the IPMI conference uh this mm -hmm. year. But yeah. No, that that's great, man. That's great. What what about what what are you gonna what are you gonna miss most about your career in parking? Oh man. The people, of uh, course. Yeah, uh, you okay. know, gotta I go. I mean that. Yeah. The, it's the it, it's not a cliche at all. It's real. Um, you know, the people are so much fun shared a lot of really fun stuff with so many so many people all over the country it's been great and yeah. at and at UVA so definitely well, going to mix them yeah, i'm also well, going to miss the you know the next big thing you know i you know I'll, it's been so much fun to explore those things as a parking professional and help define that how do we respond to this how do we what are the best practices how do we bring yeah. the, these best practices back and i and now i i don't have to i don't have to think about that oh anymore but i will miss it yeah. I, again, just think about ADA to LPR to privacy to TNCs to the pandemic, all these things that oh, you've yeah. had to get involved in. Curb and figure management. Out and curb management. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's why. What about you? You talked about trying to miss the people. Any uh, kind of, I know you, you mentioned Mr. Wally, but any any people that you want to recognize oh, throughout yeah. that's been important throughout your career that either well, through sure. encouragement, mentorship, whatever. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Evan Kittredge, the 
young man. I've, we were friends from second grade. He's the one that held my hand and said, come on, Becca, we're, you're going to be a bus driver. No um, way. <laughs> yeah, I love him. Let, you literally were friends in second grade? Oh, yeah. Yep. And then he went to, you guys both ended up at Virginia and Virginia, he got yep. you involved. Wow. We we have to thank Evan for you being thank in the you, parking Evan. industry. Hey, we lost Evan a few years back. So oh, I, wow. I salute Evan. I love him. Um, of course, Mr. Wally. Um, yeah. Doug Holmes was somebody I met very early on. Oh, man. And yeah. I love that guy. Uh, Barbara Chance, uh, another amazing person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wayne McStorff, Linda Kaufman, Kim Jackson, Charlie Munn. Isaiah Maui. Isaiah, Isaiah <laughs> Maui. <laughs> I get uh, meow, 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 yeah, meow, 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 meow. I'll have to play that. Yeah. Uh, man, those are some great names you mentioned and just wonderful uh, pillars in this industry. But um, yeah, so again, you're retiring. What What's what's next? What are you excited about? Uh, what are you and your next? husband planning to do uh, during retirement? Lots and lots of travel, uh, lots of music, lots of food and art and culture and mm. uh, uh, we're involved in our community here in Crozet, Virginia. I'm a clog dancer, Appalachian clog dancer. I'll be doing uh, it's uh, the list is endless. You got you can't just you can't just sneak that in there. You're an Appala- <laughs> Appalachian clog dancer. What That's tell, right. tell us about that. Oh, it's a wonderful uh heritage here in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Um kind of a little bit of Irish, little bit of tap, little bit of uh African percussion and put it all together and you got Appalachian clog dancing. No way. It's How'd you get awesome. into that? Oh, once again, you know, you just say yes. A, a friend, <laughs> yeah. One of my friends said, Hey, Becca, I'm going to take this class. You want to take it with me? And uh, he lasted about three years and I'm on year. I don't even know, 1988. So wow. <laughs> quite a few years. Man, but so like, I mean, did you grow up in the Appalachian or like nope. kind of what, what was your, you grew up in nope. Virginia? I wow. grew up in the DC suburbs. Wow. And wow. so that, you know, we get down here, there's a lot of like craft fairs and, yeah. um, and bluegrass bands. There's a great bluegrass tradition in Virginia. And, you know, if you couldn't play a fiddle or a banjo, you got yeah. a little <laughs> yeah. piece of wood and, yeah. and yeah. you share steps and, oh, and you dance, you you, oh god it's so much fun that's awesome okay and becca i hope you are not a stranger unlike yes. our other listeners i have a personal cell and email so i know mm. i'm not going to let you uh <laughs> ghost all of us but i hope you stay in touch i hope you have so much fun traveling eating and thank appalachian you. clog dancing thank you and um, man thank you so much for all you've done for this industry for young professionals and uh, the cap and the different committees you volunteered with, you're going to be missed. And uh, thanks for joining our podcast. We'll miss you. Isaiah, it's great, great, great to talk with you. Yeah. And I, yeah. I can't thank you enough for carrying us forward. You're, you know, you and all the young people, the, they're our future. They're going to, they're going to get us out of this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I hope so. Thank yeah. you, Becca. Have uh, a great week. Have thanks, a great summer and in, in traveling in Maine. Thank you. All right. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Just wanted to drop a quick word that we have some really cool t-shirts and other merch for sale that help support the podcast and make you look really, really cool. Check them out at parkingcast.com slash swag 
or click the link in the show notes. This episode is brought to you by Tez Technology. Since 1993, Tez has developed innovative text-based mobile solutions designed to streamline operations, increase efficiency, and improve overall customer experiences. My favorite is the ability to pay for parking without having to download an app. Tez Solutions includes SMS valet, text to park, permit to park, and much more. I think every organization or city or university should be adding Tez to their payment options arsenal. Learn more about Tez at tezhq.com. This episode is brought to you by Pave Mobility. Pave Mobility is the leader in automated parking enforcement. Pave installs fixed LPR cameras at no charge to you or your operation. Pave then captures parkers who did not make a payment or are not on a credentialed list and sends them a notice in the mail. Learn why so many asset owners and operators are switching over to Pave at pavemobility.com or you can just message me. I'd love to get involved and personally help with your account.